0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Don't forget that, mate. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. Thank, you. You with it. Thank you so much, Pastor Steve. Well, good morning to you all. How are you today? Good <laughs> And so i just want to greet you in my own dialect magandang umaga mayak abak bengi where's diaz so three languages because i'm one of the pastor at church uh southport church of christ multicultural i look after all the internationals and then all the life group at church and uh, english corner and so it's a privilege for me and my wife jillian uh, to be with you today. I'm very excited. Are you? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and so uh, I've been he- hearing a lot of good things uh, from your pastor, Steve, uh, good things happening here at Burley Head Church of Christ. How awesome is that? Yes? And, and it's so good when you as a church are connected to the community. And you share the love of Jesus from Monday to Sunday in a practical way. How awesome is that? You know, making an impact uh, to someone is eternal. Yeah, yeah. awesome. And so, like uh, your pastor said, um, the month for the day of the transformational track is about prayer. And so I told topic today is about prayer that moves the heart of God. Prayer that moves the heart of God. The purpose of uh, the practice today is to develop this kind of rhythm into our life pattern and practice. So if I ask you a question, before I forget, there you go. <laughs> and so, uh, what are you known for as a person? So, what are you known for a person? Are you known uh, to be a loud person? Or funny person? (laughs) Or bold? When they come to you, and go, whoo. Are you known as a leader, influencer, or successful? Or are you just sitting in the corner as a shy person, or a humble person, a faithful person? What are you known for? You know, when I met your pastor, instantly we connected, because your pastor is not only a nice guy, but but a good leader and a faithful and a humble guy. And what I like about your pastor, he loves people, and he loves church. And so, um, love your pastor. Love your pastor. And have you ever wondered what Jesus was known for? Anybody? Jesus was known for as a man of prayer. He always uh, spend a time. He go to a secluded area or a place that is lonely to spend a time with his father. Why is that? Because that's who He is. And so the question I ask you, what would you like to be known for? What would you like to be known for? Yes? And so if I ask you what is prayer, and we say, talking to God, right? And, and, and so um, prayer is not about asking God to do what we want Him to do. Prayer is not preparing God to do what pleases you. Praying is preparing you to do God's will. Yeah? yeah. Uh, there is more, there's no more powerful than prayer. Especially prayer that moves the heart of God. Amen? Amen? You see, prayer is the only way to release the supernatural power of God into your life, into your marriage, into your business, into your career, whatever that you have, is that prayer is power. Prayer is the key to unlocks the gates of heaven and closes the gates of hell. Because when you pray, Satan doesn't lock it. Because prayer is the key to healing, restoration, transformation, and revival. Church, can I tell you, pray doesn't need proof. Prayer only needs practice. So, if I ask you, how's your prayer life? What would you say to me? You see, uh, Mark Driscoll says this, that uh, uh, sometimes prayer moves the hand of God and sometimes prayer changes the heart of the person who is praying. We're going to talk about that further. And so, like I said, folks, people who don't pray, people have no power. A person without prayer is a person without power. Church, can I tell you, a a church with little prayer is a church with little power. And when the whole church starts to pray, guess what? The hands of God start to move. We see restoration. We see breakthroughs. So I asked you before. You know, sometimes people, when they pray, it's like a shopping list. Is that true? Well, when we, when we pray, we go, Lord, I want this, I want that, I want that. And some people only pray when they needed God right there. And some people pray because it's a, it is their practice. They know that they can't live without spending time with God or talking to God. Yeah? So before I continue, I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom so that we can respond to God's calling this morning. Why don't we pray? Let's bow our head. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. And Lord, we thank you for your unfailing love. And for your unlimited grace. We are truly thankful and grateful. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, today we pray. Meet us where we are at. We are open and willing to surrender our lives to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say, Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bible, would you open to Matthew uh, 6? Or you can just have a look um, uh, in the PowerPoint. Matthew 6, 5 to 15. And so, um, I'm going to read my Bible here. Matthew 6. It starts from verse 5. It says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room... Close the door and pray to your father who is in sin. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Is that right? Oh, good. Okay. And when you pray, do not keep on bubbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. All right, next. There you go. (laughs) This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. Church, prayer is the most powerful thing in the universe. And nothing can take the place of prayer. It doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for 10 years or 10 months or 10 days ago. Just God wants to connect with you. He wants to talk to you and be close to you. And the Lord Jesus prayed and he lived a life of prayer. Just he just didn't teach prayer. He, he lived and breathed about prayer. This Savior, this Son of God, the Creator of the universe, in the flesh prayed. Just think about this. If the Lord Jesus Christ had to pray, how much more you and I need to pray? Yeah? You know, one of the most amazing things about the Word of God Is how much Jesus, this Almighty God, took time for prayer. In his busy years, for three years, he was so busy, and yet he was able to find a time to talk to his Father. When it comes to prayer, Jesus always made it a priority. A priority. And so I ask you the question is, what kind of prayer that moves the heart of God? So let's dig into these verses, yeah? Number one is this. We must pray with an attitude of gratitude. That is why Jesus in verse 9, he said this, Our Father in heaven Hallowed be your name. So the Lord Jesus is is teaching us to start our prayer with what? Thanksgiving for who God is and his goodness to us, his holiness, all he's doing, and all the things he's about to do. And so we need to have an attitude of gratitude before we enter into God's presence. So how do we enter into God's presence? Well, the psalm says this. Enter his gate with thanksgiving. And his courtyards with praise give thanks to him. Bless his name. So, Charlie, if you woke up this morning and the only things that you have left were the things you thank God for yesterday, how would you feel? How would you fail? And I believe God is more concerned with us being grateful than just about anything else. That is why the Lord Jesus says, this is how you should pray. Start like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Do you understand, church, that when you wake up in the morning... You and I need to go to the list of how we can thank God for. What are you grateful for? It could be a simple thanking God for waking up this morning, yeah? <laughs> it could be thanking God that you can see, or you can hear, you can talk, you can smell your food this morning, right? And, and what God does in return is that God will give you more to be grateful for. Because he's a very generous and loving God, right? Can I hear an amen? Amen. Oh, that's good. That's great. And so again, we need to enter into God's presence with thanksgiving. And if you wake up this morning and just thank him for who he is, say, thank you, Jesus. And I can guarantee you, God will honor. You know, um, why would God give you more for things that you're going to complain about? All right? And, and, and here's the thing you know, the, the reason why the Israelite people spent 40 years in the desert instead of 11 days is because what? They're not grateful. They keep complaining. And all the generations of Moses, they didn't reach promised land because of they, that grateful people God wants to have a grateful heart, amen Amen. and so um, why don't we just say to the person next to you I am grateful today that you are with me today to worship God, can you say that to the next person I am grateful today, I am so grateful you are here today Let's do that. Awesome. With a big smile in your face. Yeah? <laughs> That's good. Isn't it beautiful when, when the body of Christ have a heart for God, and, and, and when you have a heart for God, it's easy to smile, isn't it? Awesome. And so, I just want you to let you know, folks, um uh What are you grateful for? So, what are you grateful for? Can s- somebody say, I'm grateful for? I, I just want to hear it. C- can you share with us, please? Yes? I'm grateful that my family and my grandmother come to church because it's the first time we've ever had a dream. Amen. Amen. Yes? I'm grateful for living on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> beautiful day today, isn't it? We're spoiled living in the Gold Coast, right? Yes? I'm grateful for finding this church. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm grateful. Leave it I just have to go and tell them to turn that face. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have a big enough kids' ministry that we need that much base. Amen. <laughs> yes? Oh, absolutely. You know, I was just talking to your pastor. He said, You got a big problem here, but a good problem. <laughs> thousand decisions for a good chance, right isn't that wonderful you got a good problem and because of your love to your community that's what it is and because you the love you have for each other can make a huge difference amen, amen. and so we just got to thank God and say thank God I I got breath in my lungs Uh, I am grateful for having a good marriage. I'm thankful that I have a family that love me and support me. And so you and I just decide every single day, what are you grateful for? Church, can I just tell you, this is my daily practice now. Every day when I wake up in the morning, I start thanking God. And then when I leave at home, I thank God. I'm praying, Lord, take me to work safe and sound. And But also I pray, Lord, I, I was driving along, please take all the drivers yep. to take them where they are so that they can be all also safe. And during the day at work, I pause and say, thank God for this morning. And when I go home, I do the same. When I reach at my garage, I pause and I say, thank you, God, for taking me home safe. And when I go to bed, I thank God for the whole day that the Lord has blessed my, uh, my, my, my path, you know, and, and, and able to use me as, as an instrument. And I thank God. And before I go to sleep, I thank God again for the next day. It changes you as a person. When you, learn, when you begin to uh, uh, pray, with thanksgiving, that is why here it says attitude is the doorway to God's side. Attitude of gratitude is the doorway to God's side. Not only that, attitude, and, uh, gratitude, and thanksgiving is the doorway to God's presence. Do you want to go into uh, meet God in in the midst of whatever you're doing? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's why number two now is this: is that we must pray according to God's will. Not only if you want to uh, move the heart of God, not only that you must have an attitude of gratitude, but pray according to God's will. This is what Jesus said. Right? Sorry. If you could do that, that will be good. Yep. It just stop. <laughs> there you go. Jesus says, this is how he pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how do you do that? So how do you, how do you pray according to God's will? So if I ask you, do you, do, you know, uh, do you want to know the will of God in your life? And everybody says, oh, of course, of course we all want to do the will of God in our life. First, The first question you got to yourself, and I asked myself a question too. Lord, am I in right relationship with you? Am I in right relationship with you? But also, am I fully surrendered to your Lordship, Jesus, so that I can start doing your will in my life? So, how do you pray according to the will of God? Okay? When you start praying, what do you say? Lord, I have a problem. Please, hear me out. Is that how you start your prayer? Because search, genuine prayer, involves responsibilities. Honoring God's kingdom and doing God's will. You know, he has been said that the purpose of prayer is not to get our will done in heaven, but to get God's will done on earth. You see, the purpose of prayer is what? To glorify God's name and to ask for help to accomplish His will on earth. That is what it's all about. You see, prayer begins with God's interest, not ours. That is why Jesus says, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. We need to honor God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will. That is why when Jesus, before, in the garden of Gethsemane, you remember that? He says, Lord, if you can, remove this cup from me. But then he said, not my will. But your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Just maybe you've been praying for some time for a while now, wondering when God is going to answer your prayers. How I many of that say, yeah? I'm in mean, that. Maybe you've been praying for a breakthrough about your own marriage, your health, your job, about the members of your family to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah? And but waiting sometimes seems to be a painful process. How many say I can relate to that? And sometimes we are being tempted to take matters into our own hands. Lord, it's taken too long. Come on, yeah, come on, Lord. And so, can I encourage you? Don't go. Don't run ahead of God. Just trust him. He knows what he's doing. Yeah? We need to wait on the Lord. And so I pray for all of us this morning that God may find us waiting faithfully. Waiting faithfully. You know, when I think about waiting, I think about Abraham and Sarah. You remember Sarah and Abraham? Right? God promised them, I'm going to bless you with a son. And you can become the uh, father of all nations. And so they kept waiting, huh? And they they got so frustrated. In their frustration and impatience, guess what? They took matters into their own hands. They mess it up. Can I just tell you folks, when, when we take matters into our hands, we end up messing it up. So we need to wait on God's will. Yeah? Because there's a reason for waiting. Yeah? And a lot of times, it's not the, 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 the thing we've been praying for is going to change. God wants us to change on the inside. To grow us into the likeness of his son, that we honor him first in our lives. And so, that is why we need to uh, put God first. Yeah? We need to put God first. He said, before you even mention it, I already know your needs. Remember that church. That is why in Matthew, um, uh, sorry, in 1 Thessalonians it says, while we're waiting, it says, you need to keep continue giving thanks in what? Did you hear that? Give thanks in all circumstances, right? Even if you can't see it's happening now, Lord, I thank you. I don't understand this, but I know you have a plan, and I'll keep on trusting you. And I know at the end it's going to benefit me if I put you first. You see, even when you, your situation looks bleak and dim, like I said, if you can't even see your marriage moving forward or your health getting better or your business moving forward, thank God that you still have marriage, and there is hope in your marriage, right? Thank God, even though you're not good yesterday, your health-wise is not as good as yesterday, thank God there is help is on the way. Thank God that you can see, you can still walk, you can still smell. Others in the hospital, they can't do that. There's so many things while we're waiting, we can say, thank you, God, that I'm still here. And thank God that you can still use me. That I can make an impact for your glory. That is why Jesus says this. But seek first. His kingdom and his righteousness. He says when you honor God first. He says and all these things will be added to you as well. Will be given to you as well. That is God's promise. You always deliver the goods. All we have to do is what? Honor him first Do. I'm here to do your will, God. You see, walking under God's will is seeking His kingdom and His righteousness first and foremost. What is the greatest commandment, church? To love the Lord your God with all, with 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 Everything, isn't it? Nothing left for us. Why? Because he deserves it. God's own everything, right? But the most important thing is this, even though he owns everything, he loves to bless his children when his children honor him first. How many parents say? We. So, so many parents I'm a parent. You know, I love to bless my kids when they're so obedient. True? True. Don't you? You know, when your children are a bit naughty, do you, okay, I'll, I'll buy you this. No! You don't do that. i thought buy you spoil them, true. Same with God. Even more. And so, um, we need to, to honor him first. I can guarantee you, he will honor you as well. That's why I want to remember this. This is my uh, everyday language now. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. If I just obey God, I believe he's going to show up. And he does it all the time. You know, he he opened the doors. And sometimes I just meet people and, and God says, that's the right person. And that the Lord bless that person through your availability. Number three is this. We must pray having a forgiving spirit toward others. Is that easy to do? Mm -mm. (laughs) I have experienced it for many years in ministry, folks. But Jesus said, we need to have a forgiving spirit toward one another. If I ask you the question, is there anyone you here finding hard to forgive someone right now? And if you have that struggle, I encourage you today to surrender it to God. There's a reason for it. I'm going to tell you why. Because here, in this passage, you know, when I was Preparing the masses, I was looking at Luke 11 and looking at Luke 6, and Matthew 6, because in Luke 6 and 11, sorry, Luke 11, you won't see the extended verses of 14 and 15. You won't see that. You won't. It is stopped there. Uh, you know, uh, forgive our debts as we also forgive our debtors and lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It stopped there in Luke 11. But in Matthew 6, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Very straightforward, church. This is important in our prayer life. But if you not forgive others, uh, others their sin, your Father will not forgive your sin. God is a holy God. He's a God of just. He wants His children to be like Him. The reason I, I included this is because is important in our life. We need to understand if we have an unforgiving spirit, not only God will not listen to you until you surrender it, you're not going to be happy in your life. True? I've experienced that, folks. You know, I, I hated someone, but until God has convicted me, I couldn't sleep at night why did this do to me you know i i I don't deserve this lord and they don't deserve my forgiveness as well so be it (laughs) who's now is getting who's having that asleep at night time the person or you exactly right and here's the thing folks you know the lord is not only teaching us not only to forgive others but also when we truly experience God's forgiveness, we just just celebrate the communion, right? When we really experience his forgiveness in in our lives, who are we not to forgive anyone? When God has forgiven all our sins, right? We have no right to withhold unforgiving spirit. We have no right not to forgive others. And because when you, when you humble yourself before the Lord, God says, he will lift you up. He will lift you up. That is why Paul says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You know what I learn about life is this, When you learn to be kind and compassionate, it changes your heart, right? It's so easy to forgive. And when you're not kind and compassionate, it's hard because your pride is the one on the throne. And then Paul continues, says in Colossians, bear with each other and forgive one another. And if anyone has a grievance against someone, forgive as the lord forgave you make sure when you come out in this building today you have resolved that unforgiving spirit within you and i can guarantee you god is starting to move his hand when our focus is to please god when our heart is toward the benefit of others like I said, the hand of God starts to move. Because David understood this. You know, when he sinned against God, remember that? He lost the joy of, his, of God's salvation. He said, if I cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Focus. it doesn't matter how long is your prayer. If, if you spend four hours praying, and you're still an unforgiving spirit. It doesn't matter to God. But here's the challenge, folks. Jesus said, before Matthew 6, Jesus, this is what Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Wow. <laughs> Can I just tell you, folks, that loving your enemies is the highest calling in heaven. It's the highest call in heaven. Because you've got to humble yourself and then you've got to obey God and swallow your pride. And that's what God wants us to do. But Satan keeps annoying this ear or this ear Ooh <laughs> Ooh no he deserve it. She deserve it. Right? But when you humble yourself before God, and the Lord and God is being pleased, it changes you for good. Amen? Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Brothers and sisters, it is more blessed to give justice than to receive justice. Amen? So what God is saying to you today, and if you have that struggle, today is the day to do so. I'm going to challenge you folks. Before that, I just want to give you seven ways to help us To live for God day by day. Yeah? Here it is. Number one is imitate Jesus' compassionate, forgiving attitude. That's the first one. And the second one is let God's love guide your life. Number three, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Always be thankful and grateful. And then keep God's word in you at all times, in your heart. And then lead as Jesus Christ's ambassadors. It's a privilege, amen? amen? And then pray for God's divine appointment. And so, before we pray, here's the challenge, folks. If God spoke to you today and the Holy Spirit is touching your heart, don't ignore it. He wants you to go to the next level of your relationship with God and with other people. Why don't all, all, all of us stand up? We're going to pray. And, and if you want a prayer, I just want you to come here. Uh, pastor say will be here we're all going to be here and other leaders of the church we're going to pray for you and pray with you let us pray dear heavenly father we just want to say thank you for your love for us Lord you prove it by sending your one and only son you forgave us Lord even though we don't deserve it and thank you for reminding us that when we um, pray, we need to give thanks to you first for who you are, what you have done in our lives, and what you're about to do, Lord. And help us to have that kind of attitude of thanksgiving. And help us to do your will, not our will. But you commanded us, Lord, to forgive as you have forgiven us. Lord, remove any pride in our lives but help us to forgive all those people that hurt us so that we can experience this true joy and peace in our lives. If if that's where God's speaking to your heart, just come to the front. Say, I just want To let go of this um unforgiving spirit or lord i want to recommit my life to you today we're here for you lord we thank you that you have heard our prayers today and i pray father i just want to say thank you for burley church for uh, their love for you Lord, thank you that you're connecting uh, to a wider community and sharing the love of Jesus in a practical way. And I pray for uh, Pastor Steve and his family and, and uh, all the pastoral team and leadership, leaders of this church. May you continue to empower them to do your work here at Burley Church. We thank you. We love you. And everybody say? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, for fellowshipping in you. Thank you, Pastor.